Hey everyone, welcome to the Melanin and Mimosas podcast. I am your girl Mally, here with my lovely ladies. Ladies, introduce yourselves. Hi, this is Chef. Hello everyone. Hey y'all, I'm Britt. Hey guys, Nelly. Yes, and once again, this is the Melanin and Mimosas podcast. Thank you all for listening to us. We have such a great interesting lovey-dovey topic because it is February and we're all so full of love and more love and especially black love can I get an amen ladies black love yes black love amen 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 thank you yes amen ladies what is black love to you what's the first word I guess that resonates in your mind when you think of black love for me it's strength. I don't know why, but like, I feel strength when someone says Black love. What about y'all? Confusion. J- just because I I don't see other ethnicities like white love, Asian love. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that I agree with you, Miles, strife, because I think the main reason why we have to celebrate Black love is because Black love has so many obstacles. Mm-hmm. Agree. What about you, Britt? Miss a uh, new relationship, Britt. <laughs> <laughs> I think it um to me it's it's faithfulness, loyalty, like a whole nother different type of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah, it just looks different. Like not even going to into like the race thing or whatever, because we all know like white women they stick that they stick by their men. But mm-hmm. like for me, like it just looks different. It's the melanin for me. Melanin really like adds a whole bunch of flavor to us. You know what I mean? So like for when I think of black love, I think of like loyalty on a whole nother different level. Not the whole like ride or die. Not that whole picture, but like something different. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like on a whole nother different level of loyalty and fidelity you know what I mean along with strength and things like that because I know black men can be a handful (laughs) (laughs) but yeah just that on a whole nother different level definitely agree with you when the whole different level thing um I'm gonna go into it a little little later but Chanel what you think boo um I think black love is beautiful (laughs) <laughs> I think it's beautiful um, in its own way. I think that's that's just one word that sums up everything that I feel about Black love. Uh, I guess I can say we can use some work <laughs> when it comes to Black love, but I do think mm-hmm. it's something that's very beautiful. I think it's necessary. I think that it's something that should be celebrated more often. And... Um, Honestly, it's something I look forward to. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. Like, back to what Britt was saying about it being, like, just on a whole nother level of love and loyalty. Um, I feel like Black women and Black men can understand the struggle of a Black person, you know, other than another race, basically. And that's what I got from what Britt was saying, like on a whole nother level, like can't know, 
I'm gonna say a white woman, but can a white woman really understand the struggle of a black man and vice versa with a white man understanding the struggle of a black woman? I just really feel like melanated people just because we've been through so much and I guess it's in our DNA or whatever the struggle, you know, that we've gone through. I just feel like we have a connection there and no one else can meet that connection. If y'all, if y'all understand what I'm trying to say. I hear you. I definitely, I hear you because it's like, I I don't know. I was talking to my friend the other day and she was saying that she, she wants to date. She needs to start dating. I was like, what's the rush? And she was like, I want a family. And I don't, I don't date for that. I date for like companionship. Mm -hmm. I date sometimes as a distraction, but Mm -hmm. like dating and love and and family, they all like go hand in hand, they all go together. And it made me think, especially when I knew we were doing this topic, it made me think about like black love and the black family. And I think there's a lot of things that have been done in this country to systematically destroy the black family. So I think that Sometimes it, it kind of feels like we're playing catch up mm-hmm. because we got to talk about slavery. We got to talk about racial discrimination and housing where the man couldn't even live with his family in some apartment complexes. Right. We got to talk about the glorification of the pimp and hoe uh, narrative, mm-hmm. like all these mm-hmm. things that destroy the foundation of Black love and Black families. What about you, Nelly? Um, I don't know. Oddly, when the first thing the first thing that comes to mind when I think about black love is my grandparents. I will say um that I definitely understand what Chanel was saying. That old school love, it ain't nothing like it. Like, honestly, it's crazy how we as a this generation, millennials and the generation after us, um, and probably the generation before us, honestly, how, like, I don't know. It's just, where it, it, it was a disconnect somewhere when it came to, like, loving the man and loving the woman. I guess not even the way it should be, because there's, I don't think there's actually a way or a certain way you can love or you should show love and stuff like that, because everyone loves differently. But it's just, I feel like we don't have that same love that our parents, grandparents had. Like, I really don't. Honestly, the disconnect to me came with our parents, not necessarily our grandparents, but a lot of people that I know, you know, have seen like their grandparents, if they if they were alive, like in their life experience, a certain type of love. But I think that they come from a generation of people where they needed each other to survive. Um, So it almost so when you see people in Middle Eastern countries where like for them, they have arranged marriages and you hear a lot of people say, oh, you learn to love a person. I think that for black people in America, especially like our grandparents and their parents, they it wasn't necessarily arranged, but it was kind of like forced marriage because they needed each other to survive. So they kind of grew in love. Our parents generation, like I know for my parents, that generation of people were a prime example of how you really don't have to grow in love with a person. I know that a lot of my peers, like that generation where our parents that came after our, like our grandparents, they were not the culture of people that were like, I gotta grow in love. We gotta stay in this relationship to make it work. They were not that, my mother, my father, like my friends and their parents, that generation is different. And I think that our generation, like as millennials are a lot different. I think that honestly, I'm really proud of us 
Like we, we see a lot of dysfunction, but I'm really proud of us for a lot of the things that we do when it comes to love and building relationships and building ourselves. The odd thing about our generation is that we're kind of at the start of a turn of a lot of things. So it's hard for us to really identify what we feel like love should look like for us because we are at the t we're a generation of people that are at the turn of like mental health practices. You know, like we're at, we're at the turn of fixing a lot of stuff that our parents didn't have access to and didn't have the knowledge and weren't aware. So it's, I'm really interested to, in seeing like what that looks like. And I watch a lot of corny shit online. So like I watch like a lot of random shit on YouTube. And honestly, the generation behind us, they actually don't do a really bad job with love. Like you see little stuff like the, the YouTube relationships and stuff like that. Some of them are fake, but some of them are really real. Like these are these people's real life. And they actually, you get to see them like publicly, you know, learn to love. And they're young, like they're in their tw like early 20s. Their relationships don't look anything like my relationships look like in my early 20s, but they had access to so much knowledge and education. And they also had the advantage of a certain level of freedom that our parents and even our grandparents didn't have to be in love. Like there's a different type of freedom they are allowed to experience when it comes to love and dating and relationships, just in general, just even having gay marriages being legal you know that's just a whole different level of freedom for black people and black love that a lot of generations before us just didn't get to experience at all facts all facts you hit the nail on the head with that one we're <laughs> in the turn of we're in the cultural shift mm -hmm. it's incredible mm -hmm. because like in every country on this planet 500 years ago you, if you're a woman, you got married at marriageable age, you had your kids, you got old, your kids took care of you, you died. I think with the feminist revolution, I think with women having access to birth control, I think with women getting more freedom, being able to go to school and have their own career, you don't have to get married. Because like you said, Chanel, marriage was for survival. It was something that you did so that you could be safe and secure for the rest of your life. So, I mean, now we have so many options and now the dynamic has changed because men don't necessarily have all the buying power and women don't necessarily have all the sexual power. So it's different. Everything is changing. I'm excited about it. I love it. I love when men talk about being stay-at-home stay dads. I love shit like that. Show me something. You do what works for you. It doesn't have to be cookie cutter. It's whatever you want to do in your relationship. Be if you're gay, straight, whatever. So I'm into it. I'm just happy and I'm excited. I get excited when I see Black people celebrate Black love. And I think it's something that deserves to be celebrated. And I like the way that it looks, even just in the media and stuff. Like it looks way different from when I was a kid and what my idea of a relationship should be and like what love should be. I like to see I like to see it even like it took a turn in like urban hip-hop and pop culture you know like you see a lot more rappers married you know you see a lot more rappers and you know artists and stuff like you see a lot more men not feeling like oh because I'm at a certain level of celebrity I can't I have to maintain an image of being single like they they don't have to do that and you know the family like even just like um I know a lot of people have all their feels about T.I., but I was excited, like, from the very beginning with him and Tiny Show, just to see, like, you know, a Black family 
you know, in urban culture, like being a family and all his children together and like in a house together and, you know, just everything about it, even though I don't think that everything that he says to his daughters and like certain things that have gotten out into the media, I 100% agree with, but I enjoy the fact that as a family, they're involved in their children's lives. They have created a space to talk about sex and things like that. He may not, in my opinion, always take in the right direction when it comes to how he approach it, but there is a space in his home where they can talk about those things. Even just the support that they gave Zanique. A lot of people, she got dragged in the media for being young and having a kid, but mm-hmm. her family, they, they were like, no, ma'am. They stood up for her. They protected her. And my cousin, she was 20 something and she was having a baby and people like older people were like, she just, she shouldn't be doing that. And it was frowned upon and it was like, why not? And I mean, my cousin, she is amazing. She has been successful and she's basically like one, somebody I've looked up to most of my life. She's had a career since she was 14. You know, so by the time she was 20, she was well set in her life. Like, she's married to her child's father now. They're doing wonderful, like, great. So it was weird to always been taught as a child, like, you know, you should get married, you should do these things, and you should be financially stable. And to see her at 20 having all those things and still being treated like she's doing something taboo. So, like, seeing the level of support and family and love, like, I think that when people think about Black love, we just think about intimacy with partners. But Black love is not just that. Like, Black love is really, like, the unity between Black families and, like, each other and how we support and how we love and care for each other in all dynamics. And I, like I said, I just think the millennial generation, we fall in a very weird space in the world, especially right now, with the new generations to come and everything. Like, we kind of grew up with everything that kind of took a turn. You know how, like they say, urban culture is evolving where we are the generation of people that kind of evolve with that culture. And then you have the people that were before it and the people after. So for us, we get a little bit of both. And that's why you see a lot of the controversy you see with our generation, because we fall right in the middle and we we struggle with what principles we want to take with us and which ones we kind of want to let go and what feels comfortable for us. Has anybody dated... Um you know, any other ethnicities? Anybody that's not black? I have not. And I don't want to. I have. I have never dated outside of my race, but I kind of want to, but I don't want to. Like, I just feel like, the only reason why I don't want to because I know it will be very temporary for me because I like dark meat. I don't like pink dick, so I mean, I do want a fine ass Asian though. I just feel like I they wouldn't be able to handle me. Like I don't attract them at all. I don't attract other races. I don't know why. I just maybe it's the dreads. I don't know. Yeah, I'm grateful for that. They (laughs) love the dreads. I'm gonna say they loved it. Oh my god, they loved it. Oh no, because I done ran across some fine Asians, some fine white men, and pulled out my best tricks (laughs) 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 to get hollered at, but nothing. (laughs) I think they're scared because I was out with a friend, um, and it was a white dude and an Asian guy and we met them at the um the club and the white guy was very like charming and like confident and he walked up to us and we hung out with them for the whole night 
he was like, um, have you ever dated a white man? I was like, no. He's like, why? I said, because y'all have never hit, it on, hit on me. And he's like, you're beautiful. What are you talking about? I said, y'all have never hit. You're the first white man to hit on me. And he said, honestly, we scared. <laughs> I believe y'all it. are intimidating. That's crazy. Everything, makeup, hair, it. outfits, smell mm-hmm. good. Like y'all just be on point when y'all pop out. And it's intimidating. I believe it. Like their women aren't like us. And it's completely different. And I feel like, I won't say we get a bad rap, but we are, you know, strong, independent, you know, the whole Sigma. So they see that and they're like, eh, I don't want to get shot down today. I'm good. So I, yeah. I get it. Yeah. I get it. That's crazy <laughs> as hell, y'all. Because I'm trying to tell y'all, they be coming for me, okay? They do not be playing. They be trying and I be like, no. So no, this is so embarrassing. Here I go. I was, um, this is when I was taking my classes at Georgetown. So embarrassing. So I try to go out with this white guy. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm gonna just go out with him and see what happens. So I go out with him. I, as soon as I got there, I was just like, I know I'm not into this. But I try to be nice. And then, well, I was kind of, so then I started drinking whatever. So I'm texting my friend, kind of. And then she like, just calm down. Like, you don't got to be like that. There's nothing wrong with interracial dating, whatever. So I, I don't let these, my friends put me up knowing this is not some shit I'm really into. So I'm like, all right, cool. So it was supposed to be like a booty call type date thing. So I'm like, I'm just doing this because I want to see. Y'all, when I seen it, I was like, oh. I was like, oh, oh no, oh no. Oh. It, I don't know what it was. It wasn't small or anything. It was the color. It just freaked me out. Like, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm really, I can't, I can't do this. Uh-uh. And I lied. And I had to lie. Like, I had to have my sister call me and pretend like it was an emergency. Mind you, I was still in D.C. and my sister was in Philly. And she called me and told me it was an emergency and I needed to leave. What color was it? Just pink. <laughs> I think black women, I don't know where I heard it for the first time, but we have a thing. We don't like pink penises. What's that about? I don't like I anything think... that's too light. If it's, it's too scary, strong, it can't be too light. It's just, oh, why? Wow. I like generosity. When I see pink, I'm like, what flavor is that? Is it angry? Is it embarrassed? <laughs> What's going on? What emotions is showing today? I don't you know. Like, what is happening here? I don't understand this. Like, but some of them don't have pink. Shit. Oh no! Y'all don't, like, y'all don't like like Channing Tatum. Like no white man can get it ever. No, he's. Cute. I just look at it. I don't want. He's it. cute. He's cute, but like I don't think I'm gonna be like. Yeah, bend me over. Mm-mm. You know it's so funny because what? Because our black men be ready to fuck these snow bunnies. No problem, yeah, girl. Yeah. Oh, like, let me tell y'all. I think it's brainwashing. It's brainwashing. No, let me tell you what this black man told me one day about having sex with white women. This Negro told me that it's punishing the white man. Mm-hmm. And I said, boy, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, the fuck is it, not. It is. I've heard that a really lot. Like I've really heard a lot like of men that. say that. The first time a white woman gets a black dick, she will never go back to a white man. I promise you that. The odds are very, very, very slim. And just like I said earlier, white women stick by their men. So for a white man to lose his white woman to a black man, a, a field nigga, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I love the way them feel niggas sling. <laughs> okay. And obviously, I got the cream of the crop over here. So I don't want nothing else. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm not passing up what I got good over here to take my chance to find out it ain't something better over there. Okay. I like the feel nigga, the house nigga, uh-uh. the nigga nigga. Like, <laughs> I, can I have? I like my niggas. Freeman, can I have the Freeman from the north? Look, we like that one too. We like the, the Freeman. Nigga, yes, what yes, we do. <laughs> Y'all crazy. <laughs> Y'all are really funny. I know. I've dated a lot of black men who were like, "I don't date black women. You're the only black woman I date." And I think that when I was younger, I always knew it felt weird, but I, I always I thought that they they thought it was a compliment. I knew they thought it was a compliment, but it always rubbed me the wrong way. And so then I got in a relationship with one guy and it was like three months in and he told me, he was like, you're the first black girl I've dated like in a really long time. I've been dating like white girls and Spanish girls. And I was like, why? And, and he just said, you know, they're, they're easier to deal with. <laughs> he said um, that white women are more well-spoken and they don't, <laughs> they're more intelligent. Yo, when I tell you, I said all these things that you, you know, celebrate in me, I learned from Black women. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the only Black woman who's intelligent and eloquent and perky. Right. <laughs> it's like the bad rep that we get is out of control. Yeah, it is. First of all, those type of men, them type of men can kiss my ass. My natural black ass. That's what the fuck they can do. Because that's some bullshit. I just that's don't crazy. They, them some lame ass niggas. He a lame ass nigga, that's all. Yeah, I was saying that um, most black men, like that I find majority of them, I don't know the statistic, but like they say that they don't date black women because of their moms. And how they're with them, you know, when they, you know, how they raise them or how they mentally abuse them or verbally abuse them. And, you know, like some, even like, I, well, for me, it's, I normally get this response from like light skinned men. Um, but they're normally like, you know, I just, I hate dark skinned women. And I'm like, your mom's dark skinned. They're like, I know. But like how my mom, her attitude, how she carried herself or how this or that, I just, one different so like I think it's important you know how we raise our 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 sons because a lot of them are or how because of how they were raised or how they were were brought up I've heard that too Britt I've heard that too my um one of my uh I don't want to say no names I don't want to say who the person is but somebody I know little brother um his mom is mixed and he don't like he don't like black women like he and he literally said he's like well you know the way I was raised my mother yelled and beat me for no reason and complained and just did a whole lot for no reason and that's a reason why he prefers a white woman over a black woman and I'm just like wow I never even thought it like that like never even thought about it like that but to piggyback on Shep's um comment that she said I don't understand why men feel the need to even bring that up. 
like I'm the first black woman or I'm I don't really date a lot of black don't tell I don't want to know that keep that shit to yourself like I don't I don't and like how you said strip it, it may seem like a compliment from them but that's an insult to be like do not tell me that I'm the first like as a black man oh you're the first black woman I've dated like nigga what's wrong with you for me to be the first, and you about 30 some years old and I'm the first black woman, something's wrong and it's time for me to go. Red flag. Flag wanna play. I'm out. Oh, I was out. I was out. That shit is crazy. And I think that's that's why black love is even a concept because we mm-hmm. we just have so many instances where black love is not the preferred love, even for our our our, our own. Men. Yeah. And I didn't grow up in a, a household with both my mother and my father. My mom and my father split up really early. And um, as far as old school goes, like it, my family is very interesting. It's a lot of babies that was had while other people was still married. <laughs> it's a lot of it's a lot of foolishness. It's a lot of incarcerations. It's a lot of drugs, and it's a lot of rock and roll. You know, I don't have like. Oh yeah, grandma and grandpa was together. No, it's Same. the Wild Wild West <laughs> over here. So I mean, I definitely admire the people who do stay together. Um, but there's a generation of people who've never seen that. Very true. Yeah, there's definitely a generation of people who have never seen that. I think for myself, my experience with black men, um when I was younger. Most of my experience with Black men felt like I was too dark. Um, I feel like I've dated men who have told me, like, you're the darkest girl I've ever dated. Uh, I don't typically date brown-skinned women, darker-skinned or darker-skinned women. Uh, I've had that experience. But then I've had the experience where I've had men that's like, I don't date anything but dark-skinned women. Like, that's my favorite thing about you. I think as I got older, it was like more men started to be more attracted to me because of my skin is darker. Um, I literally, the other day, like colorism is really sad that it takes the, it's really sad how colorism and systematic racism and all the things that oppress black people have put us in a place where even in today's society, like we can't, still can't find a safe space to love each other and like to feel a certain level of freedom in love. However, um, I still feel, there's still a part of me that just feels like black love is so beautiful. So many things about it is so beautiful. When I see honestly things like Jay-Z and Beyonce or even just like Will and Jada, as messy as things have been like last year and you know how their you know situations have gotten out into the public, just the fact that you know like to see successful black people like having families and you know showing us that like it's so much more than what our grandparents and our ancestors you know had to identify as love for them so when you see that I enjoy it I enjoy like I don't 100% enjoy you know like the Offset and Cardi B relationship I enjoy the idea the idea that like you know they're that they're rappers and entertainers and that you know they they got married and had a child and the idea of it the messiness the drama I don't enjoy watching it publicly but what I will say is 
um, Black Love is Beautiful. And, you know, I'm not really mad at any of their situations or even that they were out in the public. I think that a lot of times when we when they see Black people trying to have relationships and trying to be in love, like they pick and pull at the things that are bad, at the drama and stuff like that. And they shine a light on it a lot heavier than a lot of other cultures and races. Infidelity, cheating, those things happen across the board for every race of people. But as we know, like with everything else with Black people, like they have to exaggerate it, shine the light on it, you know, take more time on, you know, continuing to carry that type of stigma and oppression when it comes to Black people and love and everything that we do as a culture. So, so to a certain degree, it's like, no, I don't like to see this man continue to publicly cheat on this woman. But at the same time, we really don't know how many different times. Like, it, it was really crazy the way the Cardi B and Offset situation played out. And even Black people was praising Bill Clinton for cheating on Hillary. Like, they was making it a joke. It was funny. Like, he, all of a sudden, he became one of us because he was a cheater and got caught on camera in the White House. And it was just like, no, thank you. He's one of them. <laughs> like, that was how I always thought about that. Like, how, why does that make him one of us? Because he cheated? Because all Black men don't cheat. All Black men are not unfaithful. You know, like, that's not the case. At all. It's a stereotype. I learned this watching the roast of somebody. Uh, they was roasting uh, Ludacris. And all the jokes about Ludacris was about how many kids he got. And that's when I started to realize, like, you know how Black people, we all say that white people smell like wet dog? And white people don't really know about that? I think that white people have, like, this thing where, like, Black men are, like, lecherous. And they have sex and, and they have all these babies and all these kids and they're irresponsible with their dick. That's, like, a, a stereotype for Black men. It's, first of all, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's the idea that even that not even just with Ludacris and all of his children or future and all his children, they do it to Kiki Wyatt and her children. And, and you know how many times she's had children. And the thing is, is that there's this thing that the oppressor doesn't want to see that. They don't want us to continue to procreate like that. So we have been programmed to think that we shouldn't have lots of children and things uh -huh. like that. When, when traditionally, like black people had lots of children. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? That was something we did. And it's not something that should be frowned upon. It's only frowned upon because we've been conditioned to feel like we can't afford these things. And they try to make us feel like financial situations put us in this place. And the truth is, is that our grandparents was taking care of eight and 10 children with way less education and way less opportunity afforded to them than we have. You know, so if you want to have eight, 10, 12, if you can afford those kids and you can take care of them, it's nothing wrong with it. Literally, I have a friend who has a lot of children. Um, and <laughs> he has a couple different baby mothers. And he's publicly said, you know, sometimes that he's not the most proud about, you know, all his situations with his baby mothers. But that man loves his children to death. And recently on the internet, I saw somebody that was, I'm not going to say a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, but a classmate, she put up a whole post on Facebook about him and was like, oh, he need to stop. And this, this, and that. And it was so interesting how all the other Black men that knew him and that like were in our circle or graduated in our class, 
kind of came to his defense and was like, you don't even know him like that. Mind your business. There's nothing wrong with that man and his children. Like, people was like, girl, pew, worry about your husband and yourself. The thing is, is people are so worried about everybody else and like how many children that they have. And I honestly believe that idea that black people shouldn't have that and have lots of children and stuff comes from the oppressor. I making us believe that concept is just a part of the plan. Absolutely. And that ties into, I want to say like the feminists, you know, when the feminist movement came and then that was when a lot of women Unfortunately, a lot of Black women were, you know, trying to get jobs and things like that. And and that's when the independent woman thing, you know, that whole stigma started to come out. And it was like, kind of like, for some reason, it was like, I'm independent and I don't need a man, unfortunately, instead of like, I'm independent with my man. Or, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just like, oh, I don't need a man in the house. I can do this. I can do this. ABC, one, two, three. And that kind of transferred to generation, to generation, to generation. Because unfortunately, like my mom... I wasn't, I wasn't raised with a two-parent home. I was raised by a single family, a, a single mom. And all I heard was, Mal, you got to do this for yourself because ain't no man going to do it for you, period. You know what I'm saying? And that right there sticks into a child's mind or sticks into a woman's, a young woman's head. And then that's where she gets to like, okay, yeah, we got hustle because I'm going to have kids one day. And one day my husband may leave me. And I might be by myself and I got to do this for myself and I got to do X, Y, and Z. And I got to be independent. And I got to be strong. and that's So I feel like that's where that came from. And that's why, unfortunately, us as Black people, we're trying to, I guess, emphasize on the Black love thing and, you know, having the Black family, because unfortunately, it was kind of stripped away from us in our faces, like on some real shit, like as 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 blind as we were, it was in our face and we weren't, you know, just weren't able to see it until it was too late. And then it's like, damn, where the daddy's at? Damn, why so many interracial, you know, interracial relationships, all this is popping up and things like that. Not saying that, of course, you know, you love who you love and things like that, but I definitely think that's where the rise of it came from. I'll raise you one because I think it's a combination of two things. I think it's a combination of the rise of female independence mixed with the rise of black male incarceration Black male murder by police, um, black male maybe even enlisting in the military. I felt like I was about to say that. Absolutely. I felt like a lot of my male relatives was all of a sudden in prison or in the military when I was growing up. And I think you have all these factors or working late. You black men work longer hours. Mm. So, because they're doing certain jobs that that were afforded to them at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, all of that creates a situation where now you're a woman and you're alone at, at home. And if you do have kids, you're alone at home with your kids. Mm-hmm. I was going to speak on that, Shab. I was, when you, Nali, when you brought up the feminist movement and like the, the very beginning of it, um, I think a lot of times we address that movement and we only address the movement and we don't address the state of the world at the time of that movement and like what sparked that movement I don't want to be historically wrong with all my historical facts but I do if I'm not mistaken I do know that we were coming out of a world war when the feminist movement started and even when you see movements and especially like social movements and civil movements and things like that you see a different level of black love when it comes to black women. It's, it's, it's top tier, it's fucking top tier, it's, it's amazing. Because 
as black women, you can say we get on social media all day. We complain about our men. We do these things. We we, we say what we want to say. We talk our shit. But the level of love that black women possess just for black people in general, when things happen, like for our culture, black women are the first people to show their love. The first people to organize and protest. The first people to stand up and use their voices, to sacrifice themselves, their lives, everything, right? That's a different level of love, especially when you see when, when Black women are constantly saying they don't feel safe and protected. Like Black women have been saying that for a long time, that they don't feel safe and protected. But then you have Black women that put together things like Black Lives Matter or are organizing marches. And you see all kinds of stuff. That's a different level of Black love. I had this conversation. I've had this conversation with so many people on so many different levels when it comes to the way that Black women you know, love and and represent love for Black culture and represent Black love. Honestly, Black women, we kind of hold that Black, we, we kind of hold, we hold that shit down. Like, we kind of carry Black love on our back sometimes. But I do want to say that I appreciate the Black men who really, who really protect us, who really support us, who really have our backs, the Black men who care about Black women, who love on us and I appreciate those men because we need them and it's necessary. It's so necessary. And as I said, for me, black love is beautiful and it's necessary because it looks so different for everybody in every aspect. And I just, like I said, I personally feel like as black women, a lot of times we carry black love on our shoulders. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Like, ain't no, I've never seen a situation where there was a black man that was being treated some type of way or unjust. And there was literally a black woman, whether it was a random black woman, his mama, his sister, cousin, whomever, they were right there, like 10 toes down for this black man, regardless of what was, you know, going on. So I definitely agree with you, Chanel. It's weird for me because like, when I think about black love, I can't help but think about like TV because I didn't grow up with a man in the house. I do think I'll probably end up with a black man because I don't want to have to explain certain things to you when we go out to the cookout. I don't want to have to explain certain things when you got to put my daughter's hair in bobos. You know what I'm saying? But um, I don't, I, TV for me, like when I think about black love, I think about waiting to excel. I think about Whitney Houston singing, shoot. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I think about. <laughs> my family dynamic and even even with my older brother I talk about him all the time but I'm really close to my older brother but like I got to see him dating I remember my brother's like real first girlfriend and it's so interesting we celebrated his birthday a couple weeks ago and I remember like I'll never forget her and she came to his birthday party and she was there at his house and everything and she was like yeah I bought you a gift you know happy housewoman everything for his new place and stuff and she was like, oh, my God, when she came to the door, I was like, hey, girl. And she was like, I can't believe you a grown woman. Like, you're not like a older, like a teenager. You're grown, like you're a woman. And I was like, yeah, she was like, girl, I remember when you was like five, six, seven, like you was a little girl. And I was like, yeah. And even just um, his relationship with my niece's mom, like I got to see that. And then I had like my aunt and my uncle. Um, my Aunt Pam and Uncle Wayne, I love them to death. The funniest thing about my Aunt Pam and Uncle Wayne is, is they met through my father and my aunt. My uncle is, is met my Aunt Pam 
who was married into our family through my father and my aunt. My aunt Pam had been friends of my dad for years. So when they got married, I was so young when they got married and they were like, we going to Aunt Pam and Uncle Wayne's wedding. I was so confused because I'm like, I thought they was already married. I thought Aunt Pam was already my aunt because she had been around for so long and Uncle Wayne was already my uncle. I didn't understand like what they was getting married and like, why are we going to their wedding? And I thought Aunt Pam was already my aunt. Like, how is this happening? And they, like, they had to explain the whole thing to me because I was so confused. But I, I honestly have been fortunate enough to grow up in a family as crazy as, as hell as they are with my damn family. I have witnessed a lot of like intimate, real love and relationships. Um, and a lot of people work through a lot of stuff. It's crazy as hell as my brother and his kid's mother are with each other. As toxic as fuck as they can be sometimes there's still like a part of them that I that I know that they genuinely love each other. But there's been times and situations where everything that they going with, I watched them put that shit on the show and be there for each other. Like in the worst situations, like losing their son, you know, everything that they was dealing with, that shit was tabled and they was there for each other. You know, just my niece, like having my youngest niece and her being handicapped, they was going through a lot when she was born. They put that shit on the table and they took care of each other. You know, my brother has been shot, stabbed, all kinds of stuff. I've watched that that girl love him after some really terrible situations and nurse that man back to health. They go through a lot of stuff, but certain situations, they instantly can put whatever issues they have to the side to take care of the children they have and sometimes to take care of each other. So it looks different. I might be a lot of a hopeless romantic because of it, but I truly believe in Black love and... I'm just waiting for my whole situation to be set up the way I want. <laughs> I remember when she was saying that, um, like, because she didn't grow up in a two-parent home and how she saw, like, Black love, I guess, from her her aunts and her, like, her moms and things like that. Um, I have to agree with that. Like, I will say that sister love, Black women love, that Black love is real. Like, that sisterhood that Black women can basically create when um you know times get hard and when another woman isn't going is going through you know just hard times and things like that how a group of friends or a group of women like us so to say like when any of us have something going on and how we kind of just gravitate and just make sure that that person is okay and you know things like that so I definitely um have to agree and piggyback off what Shiv say about that women group black love or the black love from women that sisterhood bond yes 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 all that we are family all that good stuff yeah we are family all right all right all right i got yes. it on my sister um, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't grow up in the house with black love like my mom and my stepdad they was together but my dad was a silent victim of domestic violence but um, my mom's, um, my grandparents on my mom's side, you know, they, they're still together. They, you know, got kind of that old school love, but not really. I can't really say it's Black love because they can't stand each other, but they won't divorce each other because it's like that whole old school where like they don't, you know, the men don't divorce their wives. They just kind of like separate in the household or whatever and just do their thing. So I don't really have like an, an example of that, but I was raised in the church in a very small church where like I did get to see a lot of the couples 
um, with the married couples, you know, like, um, you know, like you have the whole black love thing or whatever the case may be, they had their families or, you know, where they just kind of like, were together in high school or in college and like they got through some of their hardest times and like still together and like I consider like you know some of them like my aunts and uncles because you know our families were that because it was such a small church like our families were just that tight so like you know they're like all of my aunts and uncles but like that's I didn't grow up with that you know I grew up in a two-parent home but it was a little crazy <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I don't really you don't have it but like for me black love is you know just what Shep said whatever I saw like on tv and like you know stuff that I see now where like um women the black women like you know held down you know their black men and like just by their side all you know all the time and knowing when to submit and you know knowing when to um assert and insert you know what I mean just that whole um aspect of you know just the whole black love and marriage and things like that I also appreciate black men and how they love each other mm-hmm. they do like they really they really stick by they really stick together they really do you know have each other's back and like my guy friends like they they don't play about each other like I said like um my guy friend put up a post about having another baby and that girl jumped in their comments and they was like, oh, don't play with my friend. No, no, sir. That's my man. That's my bro. Don't play with him. And then she tried to kind of make her own post and they went right to that post. Delete that shit. Delete all that shit. <laughs> they was like, get her out of here. They was like, if you don't like him, you got issue with him, you can go ahead and block him. You can unfollow him. You can remove yourself. Whatever you got to do, but don't come in with that negativity. Okay, because my man, he take kids. <laughs> <Not playing. laughs> I was like, oh, I was getting ready to put something. I was like, I don't even need to say nothing because they wasn't playing. <laughs> like, they came real strong. And then, like I said, I have a lot of male cousins and I actually have a lot of male friends. And even just um, in my friendships with my male friends, right, I experienced like Black love. Like, they protect me and support me. Um, we don't always agree on things, but overall I think that black men do a fairly decent job with the way that they love each other yeah I love to see um a group of black men um loving on each other as brotherhoods as friends um because a lot of people or a lot of men some men kind of see that as gay or they'd be like oh no homo or all that you know all that bullshit and it's just like (laughs) nah you can love on your friend like love on your man friend because you will need him like especially if I get on your fucking nerves and I kick you out the house you gonna need somebody to come pick you up well you know what I'm saying open the door for you so yeah love on your friends on your male friends guy in addition to having a lot of male friends I have a lot of gay male friends and black gay love is real it's real it's so real black gay love is so real and I love to see it Honestly, I got a lot of gay friends in general, like just period. And some of my closest like childhood friends um, are a part of the LGBTQ community. And I love seeing them love. Like one of my really good friends, she was on Instagram the other day with her new boo and they was like hugging and cuddling and kissing and her little close friends. And I was like, and I was putting her eyes on it and stuff because I was so happy for my friend. And then one of my closest, closest um, guy friends, gay guy friends, um, 
actually two of them. I've literally been with them through the ups and downs of all their relationships and breakups and, you know, on this journey to find love and all those things. So um, Black love is very real. I actually lived with two, like, um, my guy, my one of my gay male friends and his boyfriend, we kind of lived together because we all worked together. I practically lived with them because I was staying there every day. And I loved living with them. Like, they they really, you talk about a different level of love. Like, they really loved each other. They were super supportive. Honestly, I think a lot of times when I, my experience with, you know, um, relationships of the same sex, my experience is that they do a lot better with maintaining relationships and love better than heterosexual people. Thanks. Like, you know, the communication, a lot of the stuff that like I fail at in my relationships over and over, a lot of my relationship advice when it comes to dating and men, like the best date relationship advice I've gotten from my gay male friends. It's kind of crazy, like how we met, like we met on Facebook, like I randomly, we was on somebody's post. I think it was like a celebrity post or whatever. I don't know. But like, I saw his comment and like, just like I commented on his comment and like since then me and him been tight like this and like I didn't know that he was gay like at first because I really didn't like know him but like as you know time went on because he's not the type to come out and say yes I'm gay you know whatever it can be but um he's very comfortable with himself but he just didn't come out and tell me this so like we've been tight ever since then he's not my best friend but like we're really 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 close and he lives all the way in Louisiana and um I think we we've only seen each other in person like twice but like in like some of my hardest times like he was really 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 like there for me and like I appreciate that friendship like way well value it way more than I appreciate some of the relationships that I have with my female friends Mm. that's amazing (laughs) I love to see Sierra and Russell Wilson me too i love seeing that my heart yes oh my god yes (laughs) i just love it and so genuine like you can Mm -hmm. feel the love Mm -hmm. you can feel the happy happy in that girl you can feel it like when she get up that is my man honey okay Mm -hmm. i knew it was real when he said something to her on online and he said daddy loves you i said oh he's digging her out (laughs) listen (laughs) When he saw her, the way he she was doing something, and he was like, "That means it's time to have another baby." He not playing with her. You gonna have this baby? Girl, he want her to have. He don't care how many babies she had. Like he was like, he just happy the motherfucking be there. Like he's so in love with her. Like I'm petty. I like them because future lost. You lost. I don't even really pay future no mind. Me neither. I just be all up in the Sierra and Russell thing, like. I need a man to look at me and just be like, I'm trying to put another baby in there, okay? Okay. I want that. It's just like, all right, when we having the next one? Mm-hmm. You know who else I love? They're kind of new in the game, but I knew that he liked her from this um, celebrity game show that mm-hmm. they did years ago. And you could tell, like, the first episode, I was like, he loved that girl. Erica and Safari. Safari, yes, I girl. Absolutely love them. I love that Erica finally found real love 
you know what I mean? I think she really, really, really deserved it. And so did he. And like that uh, celebrity game show they had when they went out all the way to fucking West Bumblefuck of, of Georgia. And they even though they so, kept like, you know, putting each other off, but I think they were really dating. Def, they were flirting like crazy on that I think show. For a very mm-hmm. long time and nobody knew. I mean, and like, Mona kept trying to spin their stories in different directions. Mm-hmm. So, like, for them. I think she was I doing it for them. And all that. I think that she was already dating Safari because when like if y'all saw that show, you could tell like yep. they was already like in the first part, you know, the honeymoon stage of their mm-hmm. hands off each other. Like you know, like you know, you know that type of you know air that they have or the chemistry that people have when they're in their honeymoon stage. It's like even when they're not touching each other, you can tell they want to be touching each other. You know what I'm saying? Like they it's it's all in the eyes. But like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely love them i love that i do love them even though i wanted even though i wanted to cuss safari out when he told erica not to have no more kids because she was gaining too much weight i wanted to whoop his ass but i do love them and i'm i feel the same way i'm so happy for erica i've been an erica men fan like she is scorpio like i'm a scorpio so i be understanding her rage when it comes to heartbreak i be get sis i'm right here i understand because i feel the same way so i'm just so happy to see her being loved being able to love and like really having somebody for her. I like uh Viola Davis and her husband. Yeah. Yes, God. Yes, I do. I love, I it. I love, love, it. I love Viola Davis see. and her husband. Okay. I remember I was watching an interview and she was like, that man, she said, when I met him, she said my credit score was like four something. She said I had nothing going on for me. And he was just, he loved me. He and he got me together. I said, Yes, I know somebody I just know that's like fine. that. Yes. <laughs> I know somebody who got me together and I'm like you gotta find somebody who's crazy about you and then stay crazy about you okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they still together okay. it's Ooh. so beautiful her, Angela Bassett and her husband okay yes. I was just about to say them too yes. I like them and it's crazy I didn't even know who her husband was until I seen a picture of him and I was like oh my god that's the dude from Preacher's Wife with Whitney Houston, mm-hmm. and I never mm-hmm. knew that was her husband. I was like, "Oh my god, love it!" Oddly enough, I keep forgetting that that is her husband. <laughs> but I think and it kind of my- stuck now that I saw uh, Lovecraft Country. It kind of right. stuck with me now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Angela Bassett's husband. Now. And he yes. was good. He was he really good. good. Very good. And then, of course, I love to see Barack and Michelle. Anywhere, yes. everywhere. Like, it's just... I'd be mad at Barack. I'm, I feel like Michelle be doing a lot of work. Like, I didn't appreciate seeing that picture of them in the canoe or the kayak. And she was doing all the work. <laughs> like, that let that me know that like, Barack is more like the laid back. You go ahead. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, no she probably thing. told him. She probably did like most of us be doing. Boy, stop, because you don't know what you're doing. Hey, let me do it because you won't be doing stuff right anyway. You know, you know, well, we're the only ones well. that get it. He, he definitely seems like the type wrong on purpose because he knew she was going exactly. to she's gonna take charge. Like, come on, baby, get the wrong the president. <laughs> yeah, Barack and Michelle are adorable, and I love like seeing like I we always the see them professional, but I mm-hmm. love when see them acting up like when she be snatching his phone out of his hand, yes. like that. <laughs> I love stuff like that. 
just because I know like it they've been married for a while and you gotta you gotta keep it playful and I think that they're very playful it seems like every time that I see them and maybe they putting on maybe they're just that good but I know every time I see them it seems like there's a playfulness like they still have fun together mm-hmm. we gotta <laughs> we gotta get off to them but I got I got one more question growing up who was y'all black man crush Lorenz Tate. Oh my goodness. Morris Chestnut. Lorenz Tate. None of them. Oh, yes. Sorry. Did you have one? Did you have one, Britt, at all? You didn't, so, who was, you didn't have a crush growing up at all? I didn't have a crush. I mean, I thought that they were like nice looking men. Like, oh, yeah, they look nice. But I never had like a crush. Like, I've never been the type you... to really like bond over like something I can't physically have. You know what I mean? Okay. Like Morris Chestnut okay. is fine. The rest, they're all fine men, but like for me, it was never like a crush. It was gotcha. it didn't go that deep for me. Like, oh they look even to this day, like I don't know if it's, it's because I have a boyfriend now, but <laughs> it's just it, I mean they all they look nice. Like Michael B. Jordan, he is a nice looking man. I will say that, but there's no crush. Yeah, okay. I feel you. You like they're not in my vicinity, they're not in my space. So I can't hump on them. Yeah, I feel you practical <laughs> with it. You practical. Like, um, I ain't finna rub up my pussy for nothing, like... You know who my new celebrity crush is? Oh, who, who, who? Lakeith. Oh, my God, yes. yes. I Lakeith. His funny-looking ass. Yo, so he fine. do my pussy. He's so funny-looking, but he fine at the same the, time. The, the, uh, what was he? The, like, the gardener from Get Out, the dude that was running crazy? Yeah, little. and the one from Photograph. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he's such a cutie pie. He's he's very Hello, handsome. He's cute. Franklin. Oh my god, from Snowfall, girl. Franklin Snowfall. He is. He's he a is cute ass, y'all. I wrote him on his Instagram page for his birthday. I had to. Uh-huh. I had to. He is too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, uh-uh. I'm oh, fucking. Oh, that, that was good. <laughs> Did he What's say he- thanks? <laughs> no, look, and he did not, but it's okay. <laughs> look, I'm sure he's seen it. Well, no, but see, one thing about black women, we love to see fine black men. Okay? Oh, yes. Check that oh, for yes. black love, okay? Check, check, check. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I just want to cheers to gray sweatpants. Oh, yes, everywhere. Jesus. The big dicks. Oh, BDE. Mm-hmm. Mm, wow, wow. Right. Oh, I love it. You know, I'm always ready for the There's BDE. Cheers. Okay? Clank, 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 clank. Thanks for listening to the Melanin and Mimosas podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all this black girl magic, subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Melanin and Mimosas podcast. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Melanin X Mimosas. Thanks again. And you'll hear from us soon. Cheers.